Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. This week, we're debuting a brand new three-part podcast series with Quentin Tarantino and Amy Nicholson called Quentin Tarantino's Feature Presentation. Here's a quick trailer with more info. If you go to Quentin Tarantino's new Beverly Cinema in Los Angeles, you're going to hear that feature presentation song. And when the movie starts, you're going to step in to Quentin Tarantino's brain. If you own a movie, you own a print of a film, it feels like it's your movie. Consequently, it's like if people really like the movie and they go, wow, that movie was terrific. You know, my response was, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> it was like I, I took credit for it because, well, it was my print. So, and, and, I, and I put the whole thing together to show it. So I, I actually felt like they were complimenting me. This is Quentin Tarantino's Feature Presentation, a new three-part podcast miniseries hosted by me, film critic Amy Nicholson of Unspooled and Halloween Unmasked. Before the release of his new film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin and I sat down to talk about five films that he's programmed at the New Beverly, and we wound up talking about his life, his work, and how this movie-crazy kid became a director who defined a generation. Waiting for the lights to go down, and no one knows what to expect. Is this going to be one of those special times? Is it not going to be one of those special times? Is it going to be a forgettable time? The first episode of Quentin Tarantino's feature presentation is out later this week. It is the closest thing to sharing a bucket of popcorn with the man himself. So subscribe now wherever you hear podcasts. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Gross Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. The king of sad stop. The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Troy Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. It's a surreal WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goofaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening, you're listening to this. You're listening, listening to you are listening to you're listening, you're listening, you're listening to you're listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Mask Man Show. I'm your host, David Shoemaker, and joining me on the Mask Line, making a very quick return because the crowd demanded it. They popped so hard. Is uh the the mage agent of the cinch, Brian Dipperstein. How you doing, Brian? You already know. You already know. Dip, I gotta tell you, a lot of people loved your last appearance on the show. But Thank the you. valet, I think, is your number one fan. I'm she a big was fan. she the valet. Uh, Etienne, you know, my, my 10 year old, they have been singing your praises ever since you were on the show. They're like, thankfully, finally, you have a real fan on who really has an opinion. Wow. <laughs> wow. I love that. You got you're 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 very over. You're very over in that in my household. I'm over in the shoemaker household. That's mage. He'll producer Jim sitting over there in L.A. somewhere, too. Um, yep. I hope you guys are having a having a good time together. This was a giant week for for WWE. It was the raw reunion. Uh, and I'm I, I have issues. I have complaints, but before we get into that, a very special happy birthday must be extended to our mutual dear friend, the one and only Peter Rosenberg. The mage one. I think he turned 25 this week. 26. And, um, 26. 20, 26. Oh, wait. I think we have a, I think we have a very... Wait, hold on. Hold on, guys. We have a special call in. One second. 
Hulk Hogan here, wishing you a very happy Hulkamania birthday. Stay young, my brother. Okay, there we go. That was uh, that, that was the Hulkster right there talking, calling in. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Hulk. <laughs> it's nice that he made an appearance after his uh, exhausting appearance on the WWE Raw reunion. Um, I want to hear what you guys think about this show, but oh, I God. need to make an admission up front. Uh, I didn't get to watch it live. Um, I was about to turn it on, and then I realized my phone was overflowing with text messages saying, don't turn this trash on. Uh, that Maybe that skewed my opinion a little bit. But anyway, I didn't watch it live. I woke up the next day, as I do frequently, and uh, turned on Hulu to watch um, the Hulu uh, version of Raw, and it wasn't there. Uh, couldn't figure it out. I actually contacted Hulu tech support because I was just like, this is madness. Like this is, I need to see, this is up every week. Please, please explain. And they didn't know what was on. I think what happened was that USA Network was so excited about this show that they decided to replay it a couple of times. And I, it came on before SmackDown last night, I'm pretty sure. And so they just didn't put it on Hulu, which is just wild, right? I mean, just the idea that you would just, that you would set up a, a, your, your fan base with like a very specific way to watch the show and then just not let them do it on on what you think is a very important episode of your a very special episode of your show because you want to get more people to watch USA at a, like some later hour. I caught while I was watching SmackDown before I put SmackDown on, uh, or when I when I first clicked play on my DVR, you got the last hell yeah from from Stone Cold at the at the yeah. End. So anyway, I didn't watch Raw. I didn't get to watch it on Hulu. I tried to. I, I eventually logged on to like the USA site and uh and got stuck in like the endless torrent of of like looping commercials over and over again so i got about halfway through and then i was just like and i had seen the big the big moments with hulk hogan or more importantly mark henry uh, refusing to acknowledge hulk hogan thank you mark and uh and then a little bit of the austin thing i don't even know if i saw the important stuff i saw clips of that and then i but i just gave up this is my great admission. I didn't even watch the second half of Raw. I don't even know if I watched half of it. It was the worst episode of television I think I've ever seen. Well, it's a good thing that you chose a co-host this week who granularly watched every <laughs> single waking moment and is ready to pick apart by the the skin of my teeth. I will pick apart every single solitary moment. So here's what, what I want to do. I want you and Jim, I think Jim watched it too. I want you guys to explain to me what happened since I, I liked didn't it. watch it. I thought it was good. And then what? And that's what well, you're fired. And yeah, then so, Dip, I want you to explain Bye-bye. to me what happened. And then when we get tired of talking about it, like SmackDown was pretty good, actually. But when we get tired of talking about Raw and, uh, and SmackDown, I want, we have a very special feature today, which is uh, Dip and David pick their top five. And this is not our top five favorite wrestlers. This is our, if we were starting a new wrestling company today out of the ashes of WWE and we could only pick male WWE talent who was the top including NXT Raw Smackdown NXT uh, 205 Live and UK too I guess uh, who who is your top five to start a new promotion from scratch from the ground floor so we're going to touch on that at the end first Dipperstein Walk me through this reunion. Well, look, here's the thing. I, it started off where, you know, John Cena comes out. I love John Cena. You know, you, you, there's no, there's no, you know, denying he's, he's, you know, on the Mount Rushmore. He's on my, he's on my Mount Rushmore. And so he comes out and uh, I was a little surprised that they started the show with him. But then I, you know, quickly said, maybe I'm not so surprised, but there was nothing wrong with it. I, I was totally fine. You know, uh, the, the Uso, he did a little, you know, whatever gimmick he gives a, a, you know, he's still excited to be here after all these years, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. the Usos come out, they do a thing with him and then it starts and then the disappointments begin. 
Rikishi comes out. Okay. Now I love Rikishi. Okay. I'm a big fan of Rikishi, but he comes out in sweatpants and in, in a big giant frumpy outfit. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like it's ridiculous. They, they, they don't even like the lights don't even flash or whatever, you know, like there's nothing. He just comes out in with no gimmick. He doesn't even put over himself, his own old, nothing. There's just nothing. It's just him just out there. And then he wasn't, What's I that? saw the Rikishi. I saw Rikishi wrestle. Um, man, it's been years ago now. I mean, post WWE run, he was working like I think it was when I went down to Memphis to see Lawler wrestle um, last. It, it, but Rikishi was on the card, and he was wearing his like sumo thing, but he was wearing uh, spandex pants underneath the sumo gimmick, and the spandex pants were advertisements for his wrestling school, um, which I thought was you know as carny as it gets, but just sort of just sort of broke the broke the mystique a little bit but anyway yeah he didn't look he didn't look particularly ominous on monday night no and here's the thing put on the put on some yellow glasses some some sunglasses it's something any kind of gimmick of, of anything but okay and then it gets even worse they bring for some reason rikishi brings out was it was it rikishi that brings out divon who brought out divon dudley no no, no that was the, the revival the revival the revival they interrupt the revival brings out divon dudley without bubba yeah that you was, can't have divon without bubba Come on! No, I mean B- Bubba's otherwise occupied with Ring of Honor wrestling right now. And here's what here, I know. Here's what but everyone knows: Devon is the genetic of the, bu- of, the of the Dudley boy. Sh- sure, it's one thing to bring out somebody who's who's uh, maybe not like the highest level guest spot you could bring out. It's another thing when like literally ninety percent of the people watching know that he's an employee of the company, and right. they just were just like get get out there. Right. Here's what's mind boggling to me: that was the whole thing. That was the whole night. Why, he doesn't have anything to do with those guys. First of all, Devon's not a he's heel. Weird. Nobody sees Devon in like booze instinctively, right? No. Nobody no. has any. I mean, he worked heel a bunch, but he's not that. You know, we we love we love the Dudleys, and why I don't know why he would come out alone and why he would come out with the revival. He's sort of not their thing. And here's speaking of employees, I know it's a former employee, but like. AEW, I know they're, we're going to pretend they're not in competition. They're definitely in competition. AEW just announced, just announced that they've signed Tully Blanchard to a multi-event deal to, to, to be, a, be a kind of manager adversary to, to Cody Rhodes. Are you, are you, is there not, <laughs> could you not have gotten Arn Anderson to show up for this show? And if so, just do away with the spot. That should have been Arn Anderson. There's only one person for that That's role. It's Arn Anderson. I know that he just recently left your employee, but they're trying to put it over like they left on good terms. Arn Anderson is the guy that should be coming out with the revival. Nobody else. There is no other appropriate fill-in. It's Arn Anderson. Wait, they just signed Tully Blanchard to be the revival's person? No, no, no. Oh, AEW on AEW. Just signed, AEW signed Tully Blanchard. I didn't see this. He's he's yeah. he's 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 doing this like I hated Dusty Rhodes. Now I'm now I'm helping people hate Cody. Sort of, oh, you know, God. go against Cody. Is that interesting to you? That's not interesting to me. No, it's interesting to me. I mean, I have I have a very very you know deep connection to that era of. Right of NWA, WCW, whatever. Right. I mean, I do too. And I, but you know, oh, you're such but, a I mean, mark. What a mark Tully, this I mean, guy it, is. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, but Tully Blanchard's <laughs> Tully Blanchard's an interesting choice. If he's good at it, it'll be worthwhile because he did have a big thing with Dusty. But anyway, it's funny just that his name was in the news, and his partner, who is more significant and who has a who had a long term relationship with WWE, just can't be. They 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 can't they can't come up with whatever amount of money it would take to get him to show up. It's just silly. I think that Arn will probably my my guess is that Arn probably wants to keep his relationship good with WWE and that he uh, will eventually be back working for the company one day. And I don't think he wants to do anything to jeopardize that. That is my. No, but why didn't Arn show up on Monday? That's what I'm saying. Arn should have been the one to come out. Arn Anderson should have been the one to come out with the revival. That's who they are. They're just Arn Anderson guys. Well, he's not working for the company right now. He was fired. 
I know, but he should come back. They should have gotten him back. All right. That was, that's the only appropriate person to bring out of the revival. That's just, the list is one person long. It's Arn Anderson. <laughs> Let me tell you, we're spending so much time on it's the first call. segment. There's hundreds of terrible <laughs> segments. That's because I stopped watching about. after the first segment. There's All hundreds right. of terrible segments. Can I we, just point out one thing yeah. before you move on, though? Um, I noticed that, too, about Devon. It seemed like he was in a weird spot without Bubba. But when Christian was brought out, I think it was Christian when he was doing the uh, play-by-play. Oh, God. Yeah. He mentioned the Dudley boys. I think he said the War Raiders reminded him of the Dudley boys a little bit. I think he was just I trying, heard to, give that. Little, no, that he was was trying a, to give like a little shout out or something. Was it him or Corey Graves or somebody? Somebody said that they were, I know. I, he there dropped was a, Dudley boys in there because I think probably people were like, what the hell? <laughs> I, Booker yeah. T made some comment like someone was, was better than Harlem Heat. Yeah, I don't know. Two. Was it? I was heard. it? Putting over the new guys. You want to yeah. move on, though? Yeah. The, the, next, the next insane thing was when uh, Hogan can't even be on camera for two seconds without botching something that he's saying. <laughs> it's crazy. It's almost like there's something wrong with him. Wait, what did he, he said, do next? The, there, was a pro, there was a promo backstage True. with Hogan, and I, I forget who else. Jimmy Hart. They and were Jimmy trying Hart. to throw a commercial. And he goes, and he goes, he, he, he goes oh, Shawn Michaels is here, and Stone Cold Steve Austin is here. Taste your pick, brother. Taste your pick. He can't even say take your pick. Like, how unfocused is he? Is it nervousness? What is it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Um, and then he just puts over the next segment. He doesn't even say anything, like, interesting. He's just putting over the show. So after Hogan did the commercial thing, there was, was a, a lot segment of backstage with some of the some of the divas. Yeah, uh, yeah Santino. And what what did he do? He sexually harassed Tori Wilson and and uh and and Alicia Fox. He 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 was like touching their yeah, shoulders with the thing. Wasn't that awkward? Yeah, that was super awkward. I mean, it's, I mean Santino would I mean Santino's inherently awkward. And he was Santino, I was of all the people, like I was kind of happy to see him back. He was a very important part of Raw for a long time. Mm, I, I, that was during my dark years. I, I was I, I'm not a huge Santino fan. I don't like Santino. Sorry. Yeah, well. It was odd that they chose to do that harassing kind of like that was bizarre bring you back to that it's like remember all that horrible crap we used to do here's some more yeah speaking of that yeah. then then they go well we could talk about the 24 7 you know crapola in a second but the godfather all oh, of a the sudden godfather. then you have the godfather oh, on you have that the godfather on with and and um charlie. with charlie oh. and it's like guys here's the thing Okay, I loved The Godfather back in the day. We we you know I remember my my bunk in camp. We were that we you know we used to like do the whole gimmick with him. Like we were obsessed with The Godfather. He was all our favorite wrestlers. But you know that was a that was a gimmick from the nineties. You can't do oh, that yeah. anymore. You can't. You, I mean, and she had to dance to it. I know it, he didn't say ho train though. No, but the crowd, but the crowd said it. it. Yeah. But and this, Still, isn't that enough? Having her danced, it was I know. bizarre. I, I don't know. I mean, these are all these gimmicks from. Wait, from the he Attitude didn't era. say it. He didn't say it. Was it, it like a deliberate thing? Like we're not he like did WWE. The whole, he he did mouthed the whole it. He mouthed it. He's like, did, yeah, like, everybody all aboard the yeah. train. But the whole crowd yelled it. In a billion he, years, but, you couldn't invent that character now. But did no. you? Do you but think you that he didn't say it? Charlie dance. Do you think what? he deliberately didn't say it? Yes. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Hundred percent. So this is. So it's basically like this is like when when like. The, the people that Trump rally are saying like send her back or whatever and he, Trump's just like raises his hands he's like I had nothing to do with that I I, it, <laughs> yeah it's kind of like just in rap songs when they just blank out the uh, the curse word <laughs> oh, they, because this they, is, because oh, they okay, also this is did the radio bit. this is the radio edit yes that's what because for when Road Dog <laughs> came out he said you're better call somebody he didn't say yes yeah, he, I know. He said, you're weird. I call know, somebody. I it's it's yeah, so very, bizarre. Very strange. But then you had the whole series of things with the 24-7 title. It is now this really, I mean, who do they think they're popping with this stuff? 
I mean, yeah, it's least, so I, I don't listen. I'm not. Crazy. Here's my my entire my entire defense of the 24 seven thing is, I mean, they are popping somebody, but I think that, that you can do stuff like the Comic Con thing. It's a fun thing just to have at your disposal. And if you're gonna, I mean, in a three hour show, it's fine. That's the entire defense. The show's three hours long. You can have some weird stuff. That's fine. I think Rosenberg said it best or pointed it out um, on Cheap Heat a few weeks ago with when he criticized the roll up. It's okay. Enough with the roll up. I mean, come on. It's every single thing is a roll-up. You, no one's kicking out of roll-ups. It's ridiculous. It's like the opposite of the hardcore title. You want to hit someone over thing. the head with it with a trash can and they're unconscious, fine. But you, you're, you're, you know, a, a roll-up is is pinning everybody in the middle of nowhere. I mean, come on, it's 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 atrocious. Ugh. Yeah, I, I can't take it anymore. All right. I well, I mean, for some of the comedy characters, I thought that was a fine way to work them in. But whatever. What happened next on the show? They brought in. Lillian Garcia. Dipperstein, do you still do your uh, yeah, Lillian Garcia? Yeah, let me Garcia? tell you. You did skip a couple of things, but I will say that I thought that I was going to get a choppy cha I thought that that was going to happen, is. and it didn't. they didn't give her <laughs> so a title match to call, so I didn't get the choppy cha That was in my Yeah, notes. we need the choppy cha That's, like, really important. <laughs> if you're not going to, if you're going to bring out Lillian, and you're not going to get the choppy cha I mean, what is the point of bringing out Lillian Garcia? Uh, yeah, I was hoping she'd bring out Neville. Neville! <laughs> Fantastic. By the way, to bring uh, out Lillian uh, and not to the Chapiacha, <laughs> they also brought, I mean, they they uh, they also had Rikishi come out and not dance. How does he not dance? They teased the dance and then had the heels come in. Listen, I understand that's how you get heat. You inter- you interrupt the thing. But like, no. what? Like, their only thing I wanted to see in that opening segment was the Usos and John Cena do the Rikishi dance. Like, that was that that was it. I didn't care about the rap. I want to see them do the dance. I and know, they didn't do the dance. I also read uh, this morning that the he was not medically clear to do a stink face, which is which is which is. <laughs> no. you can make every joke in the world about that. I mean, oh, well, he wasn't clear to do a stink face. What's going on back there? <laughs> oh yeah. my god! A, yeah, they, need um, to, here, they need to bring in the hazmat team. Here, here's something that I bet you that no one else noticed. Okay, on Raw, and this is going back before the choppy uh, fail. Okay. When they brought out, and I have, I have been watching wrestling for 30 years, okay, consistently. And when they brought out Ryder and Hawkins, uh. <laughs> they said the former tag team champions, Ryder and Hawkins. I have never in 30 years heard someone announced as the former champions. That's yeah. new. I've never heard yeah, that Yeah, I before. noticed that too. What the heck was that? Um, I don't know. I will to, to give them some legitimacy. To, to remind you, yeah, yeah. legitimacy, but also to remind us because they're never on TV. I also, I love the fact that these two guys have been put have been made a tag team. They're old friends trying to give a little restart to their their careers. It's all that's all good and well. But how were they? How did they have time to go out and get matching sleeveless vests or whatever <laughs> they were wearing in the ring? But they can't bother to be be bothered to make get tights that are the same color. I it's know, it's really so, wild. I know they they went from mage to repug in the quickest time in the history of wrestling. I mean, I have never seen anything like it in my life. It's now the, they're they're jobbing to the greatest tag team in wrestling right now. The Viking Raiders. Yes. The best part of wrestling at this moment, the thing I'm most excited about, except for Bray Wyatt, which I want to do a whole dissertation on in a second. But the greatest thing in wrestling right now are the is that backstage shot of the of the the War Raiders looking yes. like 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 an old like a tag team from the night from the eighties and nineties. I mean it's a Yeah, it's like a horror movie shot. It's great. It's amazing. They're the new powers of pain. They're the new demolition. These guys are they should have the titles. They should keep the titles. These are the guys that should be wrestling for the titles at WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm, I agree. I'm a big fan of the Viking Raiders, War Raiders, whatever they whatever they are. I am a big fan. Big <laughs> huge fan. Don't huge. know their name. Yeah. You know. Uh what happened next? I know. Um what would- I'll tell you I'll tell you what else happened. 
Um, oh, this was great. Did you notice that Corey Graves asked Christian who was better, him or Edge? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I, let's That's think about great. that for a second, guys. Christian's a multi-time WWE champion, right? Former, former champion. Yeah, or maybe just once. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, TNA is, champion. Edge never won the TNA belt. Come on, uh, 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 Christian is like you know, basically like watching the Mueller report. You know, I like Christian. No, I like Christian going going on. On. Your mileage may vary. I've always been a huge mark for Christian. I think he's great. But and I also think Christian was. I don't know why Edge wasn't there. Right? How are you a mark for Christian? I want to know. I, I want to know what Christian. that is. You you love I Christian? Love, yeah. We're Why? great. What is it that you love about Christian? I mean, he had that sort of, I'm trying to think who to compare it to. He had that sort of like slightly awkward work rate. Like he was always good, but he wasn't particularly fluid. Like he wasn't like, he wasn't like the Randy Orton. I was born to do this sort of thing, but he could just go with anybody. He was always, and he always had good matches with everybody. He had that run where he was fighting like Randy Orton down on SmackDown. And I mean, he was just, he, he was just, he was a good opponent. I really enjoyed watching him, but he was also like a good opponent. I mean, he was a, he was a, he was a good dance partner for whoever he was with. He was a, he was like a he wasn't like AJ Styles, but he, for that era, he was re, he was a really good. He made, he brought the best out of his opponents. Oh god, he's um, wonderbread. He's wonderbread. I'm sorry, but for his for the time, yeah, he wasn't like I don't think he changed the way that that like promos are cut in wrestling. But he was the first. He was the first like really post modern wrestler like oh, in the God. way that he cut his promo you're saying no, i guess the rock I, I love you but you, no, 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 you're i just saying think he had thing. he had a he had a sarcastic sensibility that really nobody else had i'm sure the rock could raise his eyebrow he was self-aware but christian was just like ironic in a way that really nobody else was and it wasn't going to play to a big audience but it played to the audience of uh of david shoemaker so i was i was a big you fan. are you are so good at your job okay that you are you have this uncanny ability to put over another genetic you're just you put, you put over Genetti's in such a way that I I can't even describe. You're a genius. This man's a genius, folks. Okay. Uh, no, I I I, I take exception to that. But um, but no, he was really good. And I was there live that night that he was in the ring cutting a promo, and or Vince McMahon was cutting a promo, and, and Christian interrupted him. One of the I don't even remember what, which one it was. But there was all that stuff about Vince hating Christian, thinks he had like a, uh, he, his face was ugly and. Although he just never got the Christian thing, and the crowd in New York was just going absolutely apeshit for Christian, and Vince was there trying to process it in real time, and that's one of my like my favorite my favorite wrestling moments. But anyway, we got to oh, move on. Your favorite wrestling moments that I was <laughs> there live for. It was a really big. It was a really cool moment just to oh. see Vince totally just like un like totally confused by a crowd. It was it was great. You're never gonna win this battle with me. Let's move on. I'll tell All you right. another. I'll tell you another crazy. Uh, this this was very sad. This is another detail. I bet that maybe maybe one percent <laughs> of the audience noticed. The Farouk damn shirt now has a WWE logo on it. Oh God! Damn. Yeah. Well, before he was just like silk screening them in his bathroom. So I exactly. Guess this is a step but that's in the, right the fun of it. It has to have now. It's like a thing. Huh. Yeah. Does it have to be a thing? Does everything no. have to become a thing? Uh, let's see. What else do we got? Oh, then we had the. Um, Oh, we had wait, wait, Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe. Do we need to talk about that? Well, Samoa Joe's just this is the like he's 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 already I guess a jobber, but this is this been a whole week of him just like laying down for for. I have names. a whole I have a whole th- note about Samoa Joe, uh, being uh, being a jobber, which is sad and weird, and it's not only not only yeah. did he lose to Roman Reigns on Raw, and it was a, I actually liked their confrontation. That was a fun thing, and Roman, yeah, that was and, good. And Samoa Joe. By the way, every time they have one of these heels, be it Samoa Joe or Sami Zayn on Twitter. or... Who else was it? There's somebody else did it too, but came out and like talked shit about the existence of the Raw reunion. They were right. Oh, Kevin Owens did it too. 
They, I mean, but they had they had people. They, they have these Samoa Joe come out and talk about how like what how terrible an idea it was and how disrespectful it was, and he was totally right. Like yeah. in like to script it in such a way that they don't even give him. There's no heel twist on it. There's no like. There's uh, there's not there was nothing objectionable about what he said. He was making a strong case, and like he I was said, making a strong case. But here's here's my thing. Here's my thing. When Samoa Joe came out on the Raw reunion, and this also has to this um. I would also attribute this to the Sami Zayn of it all. What is the the way that it came out, the way that they're insulting the legends and insulting the show? Oh, mm-hmm. go, go home. Your time is done. You know, it's it's time to make room for the younger guy. I mean, this defeats the entire purpose and the fun of the show. If yep. this is supposed to be for kids and kids are watching this and then hearing that, they're absorbing that. Do yes. they not understand that? That's exactly like, what I mean. It's wrong. It's wrong. It, 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 it defeats the purpose of the show. It's, it's like they take it a step too far. It's like when someone says an inside joke in front of the person who the inside joke is about. It, yeah. it, it's like there's then you like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Like, exactly. like Sami Zayn and Samoa Joe can talk back, can have a backstage segment about like how they don't get a shot because of all the blah, blah, blah. But saying it to the actual legends, it's yeah. like insulting. Like. On SmackDown, the stuff that Dolph Ziggler was saying to Shawn Michaels is like, Shawn Michaels had the good rebuttal of like, you're a wannabe Shawn Michaels. That's fine. But you can't stand in a ring. Okay. What is the, what is the, the disconnect in there with the writers and the creative people doing this, that they do not see an issue with Shawn Michaels standing in the ring and being insulted for being a has-been. I mean, guys, like. You can't do an entire show or week of television based around the legend of these people and how incredible and and inspirational they were and then have top guys on the current roster say they're has-beens and they need to go home. Well, I mean, I understand they're trying to put them like they're trying to put these guys over as, you know, they're trying to be heelish and that's fine. But but then they get, but then the the has-been, then the has-been just beat up your heel. I mean, so so it doesn't work on either front. Like nobody right. came out of that looking better. Sean Sean is Sean's labeled a has been, and then that has been beat the crap out of Dolph Ziggler. And also, meanwhile, you're calling him a has been, but like Sean's in the best shape of his life somehow. And that there's that whole disconnect there too, where like all these legends are just like in sick shape uh, uh, anyway. And then he uh, said, and then and then Ziggler was like, it was your match was embarrassing. Like who says that? You can't say that to Shawn Michaels in kayfabe or out of kayfabe. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, that whole thing. Unless is it's leading wrong. to a match with Shawn Michaels, then it's just like, it's such a waste. By the way, uh, what is Miz doing right now? Why is Miz just the host of a show? I mean, I guess he's going to feud with Dolph Ziggler now. But yeah, like, probably. What? That's, I mean, that's fine. By the way, that's a good feud. I'm fine with that. Yeah, not, I just wish they would give Dolph that. a little bit more along the way. And Miz, I mean, Miz, it just seems like it's too easy. Miz and Samoa Joe have this in common. They have this, they have this thing that they do that they're very good at that makes it really easy for the creative team to be just like, oh, it's fine that we don't ha- we're not booking them well. They can just do their thing, right? Samoa Joe can come out and in three minutes get the crowd booing him louder than any heel in the business. And it, so it doesn't matter if they write him a story. It doesn't matter if they tell a story week to week. All that matters is that like, he can get that heat so we don't actually have to try with him. And we can let him job out to Roman Reigns on Raw and job out to Kofi Kingston on SmackDown after he just lost to Kofi at a pay-per-view it's fine because he's he's still going to get that heat. But that's not, a, you can't look at it that way. And the Miz is the same way. Just because he's good at Miz TV, just because he's good at popping the crowd, just because he's, you know, over as a baby face, 
it doesn't mean that you can just stop booking him. I mean, it's just you have to still be creative. And that's yeah. not a thing that they're doing anyway. I'm, I'm also but just to just to re re rebut that for a second. I'm also fine with not having the Miz wrestle every week. Let him like it. It builds character not to wrestle every week. Oh, I totally see agree him in the ring every week. You're like, oh, just another Miz match. You know? Yes. No, no, that I totally agree with. But like, I still like I just they need to be telling a story when he's not in the ring. And his story can't be I have a show coming up on USA as soon as this one's over. Can I can, can I, I point out something that? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, go, go ahead. ahead. I, I was going to say, can I point out something that I totally missed? And I'm sorry, but please explain this to me. Maybe I missed maybe 10 minutes of a SmackDown cup two weeks ago where this they started doing this. What mm -hmm. does the OC mean? Uh, the original club. Original I, think it, club. I think that's new this uh -huh. week. Yeah, I think it started. Okay, well, they didn't Monday. explain it good enough. No, I don't they know didn't. What they can't thinking. infringe on the copyright of the Bullet Club, so they're infringing on the copyright of the MTV's reality pro properties. But uh, so this but faction, this faction, it's actually a Fox show, the scripted Fox show. Oh, the, the OC, OC is the Fox one. I was thinking so the of the OC other. on Fox. Yeah. So, so this faction, I guess they have rights to it now. They got exactly. that Fox deal coming. On which we, so, so <laughs> this faction, not surprisingly. <laughs> Wait, what other Fox what? shows can we get in on now? It's just like, can we? We're gonna have a yeah. Good. We're gonna the new it's the like new Roman Reigns and Bob's Burgers. Yeah, his new <laughs> exactly. We can call. We can call. Um, we can That's call funny. Maria and uh, and uh, wait, what's her name? Uh, Maria and Mike Canellis. Their new faction is married with children. It's going to be fantastic. That is. Let me tell oh, you, this you guy. Go. This is a smart there man. You Somebody, you know, you should consider doing this for a living. So, um, the the AJ Styles Good Brothers reunion, which we all begged for for uh, two years, has mm -hmm. finally happened. But they're not heelish enough. I need them to be a little more evil. They don't yeah. seem evil. I want to cheer them. I'm sorry. I'm not at the point where I'm like, oh, these guys have a reason to be booed. Am I wrong yeah, about true. that? It's true. Once they stop beating up Ricochet, who's just the most white meat baby face, and I mean that in a positive way, we all love Ricochet more than anything. As soon as they stop beating him up, then we like the, we like the OC, right? I mean, they're yeah. aside, outside of that, they're likable dudes. Right. They need uh, to be against another faction. Like they, they, it's, It has to be faction versus faction and not just bald DX. Yeah. Speaking of DX, have we, have we get there yet? We haven't even gotten there. I, I, I have a, I have a, 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 so many things before that. I'm in my gun. The, um, the. When did when did DX come out? What? I don't even see. I, I have a question. That's a little end. later. But, um, all the legends were mostly in street clothes. But Rob Van Dam, who was not wrestling at all, came out in the airbrush tights. Was, oh so yeah, he got he and all those legends like beat up Sami Zayn. I don't think Rob Van Dam has other clothes. I think that's just. His, uh, <laughs> I was gonna they say. did a pot joke with Rob Van Dam, which was funny. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Also, did you Rob see... Rob Van Dam well, looked like he was in the middle of a, a pot situation. Yeah. He, he looked fine. He, he looked no, fine. He's he Rob look, Van Dam. Yeah. No, no, um, it's, totally, it's totally fine. But Rob Van Dam was it was definitely that guy who it's like, like you show up to a you show up to a cocktail party and you're like in your you're like your finest suit and you're and you're just, you're just like you know, and and this is for people like unlike Dipperstein who don't wear suits every day you like dress up right. really well and then you realize that everybody else is wearing shorts and t-shirts or whatever you know you're just like oh right damn he'll, I misread the invitation Hill producer Jen let me ask you a question has anyone uh, ever been on the ringer wearing an Hermes tie no okay there you go definitely not okay but let's move did on. you guys see that uh, Ray Mysterio. Um, dedicated the world's most adorable frog splash to uh, Rob Van Dam. Oh, really? Did you see that frog splash? Yeah. yeah my, so wait, who came out to? It was our, so so. It was Mysterio versus Zayn was the going concern, and then he then he was back. Then Mysterio brought out some legends to back him up. Is that what happened? Yeah, Zayn like tried to run away, but RVD, Sergeant Slaughter, I think. Uh, I don't know who else was out there. The Berserker or somebody? Yeah, it was the Berserker. And <laughs> Repo Man like was there that. too. Some, one of those guys. Damien Demento made an appearance <laughs> this time. 
you know, anyway, oh my gosh. Let's keep anyway, moving. but let, let me let me uh, uh, let's talk about um, how bizarre, how Ill, like poorly timed. I mean, maybe this is boring for the audience. I have no idea. But the Samoa Joe Roman like non-sanctioned match before it becomes a match. Can we talk about this for a second? There's a problem on the show on both shows where two people fight for two. They're trying to set up an, the next segment. And they fight for too long and have like a little match. And then one of them grabs the mic and says, do you want to do this right now? When ten, they've been doing it for 10 minutes. That's another big, that's another big, like just overarching issue with it. Like the, the, the segments and the timing of the shows these days. Yeah. Is that something you're noticing? I mean, there's a lot of issues. I know. I'm just nitpicking because that's what I'm here to do. Um, uh, do you want to talk about Medusa yeah. dropping the 24-7? I do. Well, that the whole, was great. The, when the she put it in, was bizarre, that though. I like that, though. That, that was fine. Out. But what she said, she she was saying gibberish in the in the segment when she won the title. You, she couldn't even she couldn't even say anything. Yeah, let's, crazy. Move, let's move on. We get too much to cover than to talk about Medusa winning the 24-7 title. It was funny when she tried to drop the thing in the trash can. So what happened next? I mean, literally, my kayfabe, my, my kayfabe only head exploded into a million pieces when uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash came out in NWO shirts and they called them Razor Ramon and Diesel. Oh my gosh. Wait, this oh happened now? God. This is when this is when the click came out? Yes. Oh yeah, because it was Rollins. It was Rollins. Yes. Rollins Road Dog. Road Dog said, here's AKA Razor Ramon, AKA Diesel. I mean, come on. That's not Razor Ramon and Diesel. That's no. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. What is going on? No respect. No respect yeah. for kayfabe. Do you think that them coming out with gray hair was, it was disrespect toilet. to kayfabe too? What? Is it disrespect for kayfabe for them to have not dyed their hair back to their brown color? <laughs> for? It was it was out of kayfabe for them to come out with DX to DX's music. We couldn't hear. We couldn't get a, a, an NWO segment that was like different. Yeah. yeah that uh, was, no, that was that was weird. I mean, it, seemed, it, it seemed like they just they just piled them on out there because they couldn't get they they couldn't get. Uh, uh, Billy Gunn to show up, so they had to just you know just overwhelm us with confusion. That was um, funny when he said, they, "And they we don't, forgot Billy." They, don't, I know that was funny. They yeah, don't give good. they don't give Scott Hall the mic or Kevin Nash the mic. Well, that was the greatest that, talkers that in history. Was so strange, right? They were just kind of standing there silently, like what? Like oh, I don't know. Oh God, maybe they wanted more money for that. I guess Bray Wyatt attacked Mick Foley. Oh yeah, that was fine. I didn't mind that. I don't think I needed Bray Wyatt. Who? It, here's the thing. Here's the problem with that. Bray Wyatt, his storyline is supposed to supersede all of this. And he's like otherworldly, like on another planet right now. And is not supposed to be part of any gimmick or anything like that. He's just mm -hmm. supposed to be like the scary presence. And then he, they just put him in the show and like, you know, it just it's just careless. Like they're not thinking bigger. They're not at all. Um, we we didn't mention the click to did the hug, the reunion. And then um, oh, yeah. Road, Road Dog and Seth Rollins joined in. Yeah, that's fine. I don't. I didn't mind that. I mean, I noticed kind of that was happening. awkward. You could see Seth Rollins was like, should, "Should I get in there?" They were saying that was supposed to be Ricochet's spot, but Ricochet was sick. What Ricochet was? has an injury. The Seth Rollins spot with the click that he was supposed to become like the DX member, the you know the suck it thing was supposed to be with Ricochet, not oh, with Ricochet Seth. was sick, huh? Yeah, mm -hmm. or he was he's injured or something, but better. You know, not not that he can't wrestle, but that he needed to take the week off. Uh, the Becky Lynch Natalia thing angle was actually kind of good. Um, but we'll deal with that more in the future. Yeah. What else? Braun Strowman. Braun and Randy Rhodes, where they were taking shots at uh, AEW, right? Is that Did what I go it to the was? bathroom during this? That, yeah, was, that was the last Rowe. match. 
Randy Rowe, whatever the hell, but Corey Graves oh, called yeah, him yeah, Randy that, Rhodes. Like yeah. they're all like laughing about it. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It but, seemed oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Even okay. on Twitter, people were saying that was supposed to be shots at AEW. Like the guy was kind of dressed like Darby Allen. Yeah, yeah. Oh That's my it. god, was that a thing? I didn't. I yeah, didn't read they that. said they did his hair kind of like um, Cody when he had like the blood. Oh in it. yeah, mm-hmm. and and isn't it Brandy Rhodes, Randy Rowe? And they like kind of messed Rhodes. it up. Yeah. I got to tell you, that was a they they can't insult the Darby Allen Cody Rhodes stuff. I mean, that stuff is major. Yeah. Okay. But that's what they were supposed Ron to do. Ron just signed a new contract. We ever talk about that? Thank God. Thank God. Yeah, they can't need, lose that guy. That pop up choke slam thing he did to that guy was awesome. He yeah, launched right. that guy a couple times too, though. There's nobody like that. They made Ron. him look good. He's the man, dude. Yeah. He is the number one guy for Beast. me right now, right as now. far as like, Monster. you know, main event or level guys. He's number one. Wow. He's my number one. Well, That's save right. that thought for when you're taking your roster later on. I will. Um, I, I, yeah. Listen, yeah. Uh, and then okay. and then what? I, I honestly didn't see the end. Stone Cold, let me guess. Stone Cold Steve Austin came out and uh, and drank some beers and uh, popped the crowd. Here, here's what. I, here's my hot take on the Stone Cold thing, which I oh, this I was didn't. when everybody came okay. out. This was when this is yeah. when Hogan. Okay, all right. Yeah. Here's the thing. I um, I didn't, I didn't hate the segment, although I was very nervous. I he seemed drunk to me from the onset. I don't know if it's just now he's showing his age a little bit and is not Ooh. quite on point as he was. Stone Cold, I mean, the internet yeah. loved his speech and I didn't mind it. Here's the one thing that I minded during that segment mm-hmm. when he said that he ate sushi. Oh, I yeah. don't want to know that Stone Cold Steve Austin eats sushi. Okay, <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin should never be telling anyone he's eating sushi. He eats wings, he eats fries, he eats burgers, and he no, eats hot dogs. And that's it. He drinks beer and to wash it down. End of story. He's never eaten anything else. And that's that. Is it is it wrong of me? And I know because I know there's I know this isn't like a I know I know someone that's easy to argue against this. Is it wrong of me to just been like like I like the I mean, the, fine, have a reunion show or whatever. But like Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair, especially Ric Flair as a solo act in his suit strutting like those. There's nothing raw about those two guys to me. Stone Cold Steve Austin is Monday Night Raw. I know Hogan and Flair had their runs. Flair especially is part of legacy or whatever but like i just like there's nothing like why why did hogan even have to be there i would have rather had edge than hulk hogan i would have rather had what about christian well christian was there (laughs) but i Um, mean like like why not bring why not bring back like the 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 lord of the attitude era and just really give them spotlights instead of like i don't know they should have done an attitude era reunion they didn't need to do okay this is brings up a very good point if you want to do a raw reunion, it sh- it's, it's got to be, this is a great point. I'm just going to you know run with this. It should be people from the Attitude Era. They should have had yeah. the oddities out there. I mean, where was Luna? Is she, is she deceased? I'm sorry. If yeah, she she's dead. I did not. Okay. I apologize. But, it, you know, it, they should have had all the, all the Attitude Era people. That's raw to me. Okay. I agree. NWO is not raw. Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair are not raw. These people are not raw. You, the Attitude Era is raw. So that is what they should have done. They should have done an entirely focused thing on the Attitude Era I'm and saying. done the vignettes from the Attitude Era. You were, you're right. You're I just right. thought of it as a reunion show, though. I didn't even think of that it had to be just raw. But it, just, but, but it is called raw But reunion, they made so. it just feel like a ratings pop instead of like a, this is like, we're going to show you what the Attitude Era was and it's going to be fun. They were like, here's all the old wrestlers that we still have a relationship with. Was there a reason for the reunion or is it just for ratings the being USA Network apparently wanted the pop ratings. That was it. Yeah. There was wow. a re- there was a reason for they that they wanted. I can't remember. I read it though. Thank you, USA Network. 
Thank you. Oh, God. Here's the thing, though. It's like, why is everybody... <laughs> like, everybody that came back is, like, treated like a joke. It, it's true. And I get they're not, like, we, we, we shouldn't put them over as, like, viable competitors anymore. But there's no glory... You know, there's no, there's no esteem because there, and, and even if there, and even what little esteem we had is all kind of like tossed aside, squandered because there's so many people coming back all at the same time. Yeah. Um, I just, no, nothing of consequence happened. There was no reason for everybody to be there. It just felt like, I don't know. It, it was very contrived. Felt, it felt like nothing. It was, it's like, here's what it was. And Jim, this, maybe this goes to the question you're asking about why they had it. They don't know why they had it. The entire, I mean, this this speaks for the way WWE's like all the all the problems with their booking. They stopped making decisions the moment they announced the show. That was the end of the creative process. We're gonna have a reunion, announce it, the end. Like nothing else of consequence was decided after that moment. And that's just, I mean, that's like that's how the, that that's that's the problem with everything WWE is doing. It's like, oh, we have SummerSlam coming up. What are the matches? Here they are. Okay, what's the straightest line to get there? Okay, let's make some boring shows and get us there. Like there's not like nothing like you had you had a you had the world's biggest box of crayons on Monday night. You could have done literally anything. And it just shows how little understanding they have of their own legacy. Like that they don't even care about these legends enough to do anything with them. All they can say, like, oh, you guys love these guys, you remember these guys, but like that's it. It's just like it's like it's like that they they have what? I mean, it's just like the existence of IP. It's like the idea of Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. That's what the show was based on. Why should anybody watch that? Like, I mean, it's just, it's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. Like the, even if they wanted to go with, you know, the current roster insults, the legends, they don't even have the legends like rebut, like they could have had the legends like, like in the ring together, like talking shit to the, to the current roster. Can you say shit? Can I say shit? Yeah. Oh, I could say shit. Oh, yeah. right, to describe this show, yeah. Yeah. And it's like like <laughs> that's exactly right. Like like Rick right. Flair, like give I know Rick Flair can't cut a Rick Flair promo anymore, but like let Rick Flair cut a promo on the current roster. Like do do something that like just progresses or entertains, not just Rick Flair coming out and clapping and then standing there in his suit and then hugging like there's no there was nothing. Like like they're like exhibits. Like it was like the Legends exhibit at WrestleMania. It's like, crazy. I mean, the weird thing too is that like these guys have so much value. I mean, I guess it's fine to have them on screen to pop the crowd, like whatever. I wish they would have done something else. But like every wrestling fan I know, and I know I'm, I represent an older set of wrestling fans, would have much rather had those guys like cut WWE Network exclusive shoot interviews. You know, I mean, I would, I would rather see, there's so many ways I would rather those guys be packaged. Just have them talk to a camera for an hour. They, I don't need them sitting backstage and at a fake dance party. Oh my God. It's crucial. That dance party thing was, oh my, it was Bed Bath & Beyond. I, I don't even, who thought of that? I mean, it was crazy. Like a fake party and then they, 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 there's like food around and like the lighting was off. I mean, it was like crazy bad. I mean, unbelievable. That it was just, maybe the worst scene of all. And Jimmy Hart, I mean, Jimmy Hart, I mean, who cares? But like, was Jimmy Hart ever on Monday Night Raw? I guess he was back in the day. But it just seems like once you, once Jimmy Hart's on the screen, then Jimmy Jimmy Hart, I guess, I mean, was just he a space He doesn't travel filler. without Hogan. Or well, Hogan I know. doesn't travel without I know, I know. And, and, get, and he's there, so you put him on. But, and I know he's just kind of like a seat filler. But as soon as I saw him, I was just like, that's when I started rifling through the names of my brain of all the people that couldn't be bothered to show up for this thing. The let me tell you something, brother thing. 
is all it, it, I mean, that's got to end too. Hogan has to stop grabbing the mic and saying, let me tell you something, brother. It's like when they say, welcome to Monday Night Raw. It's like, it's like, they ju- it's the same. I have the same feeling when I hear Hulk Hogan say, let me tell you something, brother. And he's not actually cutting a real promo. It's sick. <laughs> it's sickening. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And in kayfabe, like, is there any reason why, like, every heel on SmackDown didn't use the wild card rule to come just beat up legends to get themselves more over as a heel? The wild I mean, card rule—they'll never mention that again. You'll never hear about. It. You'll oh, never hear anyway, about that I mean, again. but why? Like, why? Why were? Why were the terrible heels? Like, why was Drew McIntyre? I guess Drew McIntyre has to answer to Shane. But like, why? Why was Drew McIntyre happy just to beat up Cedric Alexander and not just like beat up some legends just to like cement himself as a villain? You know, where was? I don't know. He did kind of I'm, uh, I'm done. In- insult them. I know he did. He did. And he was right. Where was Big Show? No Big Show. That would have been interesting. I mean, I guess. I mean, interesting at Jace. Where was Big Show? No Big Show. I'd like to have seen Big Show and like Strowman like stand face to face. You know? That would have been something. mm -hmm. Has that ever happened? Yes. Yeah, they wrestled. I've seen them wrestle. Yeah, they had a thing. Yeah, they broke something. Yeah, they broke something. Anyway, SmackDown was kind of cool too. I mean, in, in comparison, I like N- it was. Shinsuke. Nakamura <laughs> versus Apollo Cruz is okay. Oh, we, we talked about mean? the Ziggler Shawn Michaels say, thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk shit to you for a second here. When you say that Shinsuke versus Apollo Cruz was okay, what does that mean? It was terrible. It's boring galore. They have no storyline. Shinsuke won it on an off thing. We don't know. He's not has no gimmick. None. There's no Shinsuke Nakamura has no gimmick right His now. His gimmick is He's that he wears bodysuits. I mean, is yeah, exactly. There's no gimmick. I can't even. I, I literally immediately fast forwarded through that match. I don't. Know, I like that. I like the after match, the post match beatdown, Nakamura kissing the belt. I don't know. It seems like there's a little bit of something there, but I agree. They need to do more. No um, and then we got Kingston, Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. They they cut it a pretty a pretty good two person uh, promo situation, and they uh, they're they're going to be fighting at SummerSlam. Are we excited for this. Absolutely not. <laughs> How could you be excited for this? Why, why would you be excited? There's n- again, it's just two people, one standing on the on the entranceway, one standing in the in the ring. One says they 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 look into history and say, you kept me back. You this. This is not a, like this is not a storyline. Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's not a storyline for one person to say you held me back. Come up with something, anything the, the, you know, insult his family, uh, you know, um, put like a, one of the female wrestlers into it, put, you know, like just anything, add somebody like there's just no story. It's just, I don't like you. You don't like me. How about we fight at SummerSlam? That's it. Yeah. And yeah, by the way, no, they no, but they, got a, they have a shared, they have a shared backstory and Kofi's, I mean, Kofi's gimmick should, I mean, angle should just be like, we come from the same generation and I still need to get past you to really prove my legacy. I couldn't, you know, I, okay. you, you held me okay. back before. Now I'm going to, now I'm going to destroy you. But that's very meta. Okay. And if the show is for kids, there is no fun and games in this, in this feud. Yeah. Well, give like, me some time. You it think started that- today. It started, it started, it started yesterday. We'll, we'll, we'll get over it. Anyway, we have to move <sighs> on. I'm, we do. What are we moving on to? We talked about everything already. We got to we got to pick our teams or pick right, our great. rosters. Um, All right, I'm looking so, forward. To but that. we do have that. I mean, just just to, just to say it out loud, we have Kofi versus uh, Orton at SummerSlam. SummerSlam. We're also going to have Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt apparently, and Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. So that'll be fun. Anyway, here's the game. You're starting your own wrestling company. 
WWE or your own whatever. And in WWE, you get you get five. You're like it's not like an expansion lottery. You get five picks from the WWE active roster. Um, we're just we're limiting it to WWE because this could be this kind of be impossible to pick five, and it would just we would all go insane if we had to go bigger than that. And um, NXT, but NXT is okay. So we're not going to do UK or or two hundred five live, or does it matter? Uh, no, we're uh, yeah. You can. I mean, you can. I mean, I'm not. I, I didn't. My my choices are not from them. Okay, so, so we'll do what we do. Anyway, uh, work through your choices with me. My I have, I have a long, uh, confusing list of of almost of of you know of of runners up, uh, but I think I've settled on my top five. So why don't you go first? Just just list your top five, then I'll list mine, and then we'll then we'll argue. Number one for me is someone that I've loved since the moment I saw them come onto the scene, and that is Andrade. Oh, okay. Okay. Love Andrade. He has it all, in my opinion. He's one of the greatest in-ring performers today. Um, and uh, I can't wait till his kind of mic skills get better because he is going to be, in my opinion, or has the at least potential to be the biggest star in the company. Number two is someone with an actual gimmick, Aleister Black. Yeah. I There is nothing more satisfying to me right now, is, except for Ember Moon's finisher, which is my favorite finisher in the company. It's good finisher. The sec, my second favorite finisher, although potentially the the you know possibly the most basic, is uh, Black Mass. Black Mass, yeah. That kick is unbelievable. That's mm-hmm. a real MMA knockout kick. Okay, yeah. and I love the dark gimmick. I wish he was feuding with Undertaker. I wish he was feuding the one feuding with Bray Wyatt. We could talk about that in a second. But I'm at, uh, Alistair Black is an unbelievable wrestler. One of the he, things I about Alistair, seeing him, I'm going to go ahead and spoil here. Both of those guys are on my list as well. And I think that's sort of interesting only because I'm not sure that anybody would rank those as like top five guys in the company. I'm sure if we if we put it out to if we asked a million people the same question, I don't think those guys would necessarily be on most of the lists. Well, um, they'd be schmucks, those people. But it's interesting. Well, no, but it's just interesting that we overlap on those two guys. Here's what I'll say. Andrade, yes, he's the total package. He's just, I mean, obviously not being uh not not cutting, you know, promos in English is, is a is an issue and, and hopefully he'll get past that. But it doesn't even matter if he does. He is already yeah, I don't it doesn't matter to me. He's really. already he's matter. already one of the one of the top what three workers in the company. I mean, the other oh. thing that's pretty safe to say he can he's he, silky he, smooth in that ring, man. He can just he brings a style um that just makes everything amazing. I mean, everything that he touches in the ring is gold. And I think that uh, I I just think that yeah, it, it it's so hard. It's so hard to pick anybody other than him. Alistair Black you know, maybe this is just too basic, but he's a perfect combination of the gimmick that you were talking about, but also the whole Steve Austin thing of like, take your personality and turn the volume up to 11 because all this stuff about, it, like he really is a Satanist in real life. And I don't mean like he worships the devil, but he like is a sort of like anti-establishment, uh, uh, Christian, you know, anti-Christian establishment kind of person. And he believes all this stuff, all the, like the black mass and the name, the, he came up with the with the name for his his character based on just like, it's like from Aleister Crowley. And so like, it's, this is shit that he cares about. And that's why you actually get some layers to a character. Because if you just took, pick anybody else, even somebody you like, if you took Cesaro and you were just like, we're going to make you our kind of like mysterious devil worshiper character, it would end up being really 2D, two dimensional because there's, because there's not that third dimension of like your own personality to draw from. You got to find what matters to these people and let I, them I build agree. their own characters. Anyway, I go agree. On. There, I will say that there was not a person living on the face of this earth that was excited when we found out that he would be facing Cesaro at Extreme Rules. Oh, I was excited. I mean, come on. They had some Oh, matches. stop. How could you be excited about that? Wh- wh- who cares about that match? There's nothing. There's nothing. Ugh. 
Let's see. Uh, I want to see Christian versus Cesaro in the main event of next year's WrestleMania. Um, number I, three. I would totally show up for that. Go ahead. Uh huh. Number three for me is Ricochet. Yeah. I mean, how come on? I mean, this guy is the highest level of wrestler on earth. Yeah. There is no one doing what he is doing. This yeah. guy is next level. Yeah. Okay. He's I, got it all. The he, looks, the in-ring stuff. I mean, yeah. it's insane. He's my, I have him on my, I have, he's the, he's the first person on my, on my runner up list. And the runner only, up, he's not, he's not in my top five. And the right, only reason, fault. and it's crazy, I know, but the only reason he's not in my top five is because, um, you know, when you're putting this top five together, you got to kind of slot people in for certain roles. You know, you're building a company, you got to be building a roster, you got to have different sorts of people doing different things. And listen, if you want a lot of high flyers, you know, whatever, if that's the, your look, then that's a fine angle. I'm trying to get, a, you know, different sorts of workers. And I have Finn Balor filling that spot. And it's only because I'm a huge Finn Balor mark. And I think, and I honestly feel like, you know, there's nothing, Finn cannot do what Ricochet does in the ring night in and night out, but he does a lot of that stuff. And I think he has, I think he has a higher ceiling. That's it for well, me. Here's what I'll say about that. I think you are hundred percent wrong. No, I think that's, um, I think that, I think that, that was the hardest decision that, that, that those two guys were flopping in and out. That was my heart. The hardest decision I made. Finn just gave a kind of like, you know, B minus promo on Tuesday night, but I was watching that show and I was just like, no, I could, I could see this guy at the top of the company, you know, my new Rick, company. So I don't know. I, I, I think the accent unfortunately holds him back. Um, I don't subscribe to the, the guys too small, the size thing. I don't care about that at all. Cause I love Adam Cole and I, he's not on my list, but he's definitely runner up. He's one of my runner ups, but I will, I will tell you that in my opinion, and you know, this is someone who likes, you know, face paint and gimmicks and like actual characters to be shown on television. I think Finn Balor is nothing without the demon. Sorry, mm. he's not. He's just a very good looking guy with a beard and uh, a leather jacket on who wrestles well. That's it. There's nothing else to him whatsoever. He doesn't even have another story. What is his story that sometimes he's the demon? That's his that's that is his gimmick. Sometimes I'm the demon. He's <laughs> Finn. Sometimes I'm the demon Balor. Other than that, he's just a guy that wrestles. Sometimes jobs, sometimes doesn't. He's on my title, list. He's on it. my okay. I, that's all. That is very well stated. But who's your next? Thank pick? you. Thank you. I think I'm. You're, I'm, annoy, I'm. I'm starting to annoy Shoemaker. No, 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 no. I've never been. I'm excited about that. Um, number four is Seth Rollins. Oh, yeah. What are your thoughts? Seth, Seth Rollins didn't even. Okay, this is a weird category. Seth didn't even make my also ran list because I think there was this group of people, sort of like him and Roman. I almost even. I would almost even put like. Nakamura in this category where it's like they're so like once they're not in the top five they're not even in the also ran because you it feels like I made like such a decision to not pick them yeah, I understand. Um, but yeah I mean Seth is incredible I mean Seth has been the anchor of Monday Night Raw for uh, over a year I mean he's 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 the he's the guy you know and I yeah. and I and I don't yeah, think anyone could be faulted for picking him he can he he's the total package if any if there's any knock on him it's that like he is he's you know straight A's across the board with no A pluses in the on his report card. But, but I think I, that is that is a hundred percent accurate. But here's the thing: he's he's a he's I love I really love Seth Rollins. I, mean, I do too. Great, I think he's, he's a great wrestler. You know. So anyway, and I, I, honestly, he doesn't really have a gimmick either. But I don't know. He gets a pass. No, he's an architect. He's an architect. He he went to I architecture mean, school. Yeah, exactly. But um, anyway, uh, number five shouldn't surprise anybody because uh, it's another person with a gimmick who is undeniably the future of the company. And I don't care what anyone says. Please tell me I'm wrong. 
Velveteen Dream. Yeah. He was a tough, uh, he, he was a, it was tough to leave him off my list, but he's fantastic. He's really, I, really great. He's, he's, he's got it all. People say, oh, he's kind of stiff in the ring. I love the stiffness. I think he's, I mean, every single move is done with precision and with accuracy. His elbow is great. His chops are great. His double axe handle is great. Everything that he does looks, you know, fantastic. He's got it all. I mean, every he's got it all. Yeah. End of story. And I that's agree. my top five, ladies and gentlemen. I agree. So, so what's your top five? One more time. Just read the names. Okay. Andrade Cien Almas, Alistair Black, Ricochet, Seth Rollins, Velveteen Dream. All right. So I got, that. that's a solid list. I got Alistair Black, Andrade, uh, Finn Balor, as discussed. My other two um, are going to be controversial. Uh, first of all, I did. We, you need someone, and as we see week in and week out, we need someone to tell the stories, right? We need someone to get on the mic and actually just like lead. I mean, it, it's explain what's going on. Uh, you know, someone needs to be able to run their mouth off, and also, you know, with the with when you're starting a roster, also be able to work. Um, so Kevin Owens made my top five. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I think he's fantastic. He can literally do everything. He's a guy who has no business being at the top of the card. That is just indispensable to the company um also indispensable you would call him indispensable yeah i mean i wow. and i think and and honestly if once you once i kind of made that you know when, when you when you need someone who can do that sort of thing samoa joe i think is another guy you can put in that category and i wouldn't come you know I, I i would almost almost make that a toss-up but kevin owens just so consistently compelling to me and has been given the opportunity to tell these long-term storylines i don't know I, I i think he's fantastic and then my last one i decided i needed a big guy, but it had to be a big guy. I mean, like I wanted a monster, uh, someone who could, you know, a big physically imposing presence, but who could work with all these guys. And people who listen to the show know, I'm, I'm, my my dreams for him have not quite panned out yet, but there's still time. Uh, this is a shoemaker uh, tool shed. I, there's no. This is just a very personal opinion. I'm probably wasting a draft pick because he'll be available in free agency, but. Uh, my number five is Keith Lee. Giant guy has all the skills and uh, has could be a champion. So that's that's my number five. You're taking Keith Lee as the guy. Keith Lee is your guy. Yeah. You're taking Keith Lee to the new company. Absolutely. And then my over my... over Braun, over AJ, over all these people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just think he okay. he 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 presents something different than all these guys, and I think that's what you need. That I mean, that's what I would do with my the beginning of my company. Now, listen. There's obviously bigger names. If I want to just, I mean, Roman Reigns would be a better choice if I wanted to just sell tickets or, you know, whatever. But I, I love Keith Lee. I just can't let him go. I like Keith Lee. I like Keith Lee. Um, my runner's up. I'm just going to run through some names just so I don't, you know, uh, mortally offend anybody. I mean, there's also, I mean, there's a lot of guys that I just love that I could not, even even though I made Keith, put Keith Lee on the list, I couldn't bring myself to put Dolph or Cesaro uh, on the list. No. I mentioned no. Ricochet, Nakamura. I mean, I just think Nakamura's got so much skill that we don't get to see week in and week out. There's also the sort of NXT, uh, NXT and NXT UK, I guess, category. For I mean, uh, Walter was really close, although I wasn't even sure if NXT like UK Walter. was on there. So I, I big fan of Walter. It was easy. It was easy. I, I kind of as soon as we said we weren't sure we're doing NXT UK, it was easy to you know. I, I was happy to take that and cut him. Velveteen, um, and then two guys who are part of tag teams who. If I were an advanced scout, an advanced scout, like really looking for people to start a company with that I thought I could sneak out of their WWE contract, um, 
long time. All oh, this is also a long time passion uh, project of mine. Kyle O'Reilly and uh, and my new favorite wrestler, yeah. um, who actually I think has an insane amount of upside, is is uh, Montez Ford of the Street Profits. Oh wow! Like he's, okay. He's, he's 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 on the short list. Didn't make the top five. And then uh, shout outs to. I guess former 205 Live standout Cedric Alexander and Buddy Murphy, who I just don't think I know enough about to put them on any list, but I think I would love to employ either of those guys. And then if we were ever talking about women, which we're not, it's the list is really short for me right now. It's, it's, I know I'm going to forget somebody and, and, and insult everybody, but Becky Lynch, Io Shirai, and Tony Storm are like, they're, they're, they're the three. Hmm. Anyway. You mean it's not Ronda Rousey? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, she, I mean, she sells tickets and she's really fun to watch, but you know, that, you know, we're starting a company here. Um, anyway, that, that's, that's where I am. That was fun. Mine would be Nia Jax. I'm not kidding. I love Nia Jax. She's really fantastic. Me, I agree. Um, but here, here's the thing, I, you know, you, you keep saying like, not like, I don't know. I, I don't know. That was, first of all, that was a lot of runners up. I mean, I could have done that too. <laughs> I know. I just wanted to, I just wanted to make you feel bad. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. But the, the Nakamura thing to me, like Nakamura has got to be one of the biggest disappointments as far as what they've done with him and what I think his capabilities are. Although I will tell you, he does not unless they're telling him not to do this. And I don't know a lot of the old Nakamura stuff. Like I'm not, you know, I didn't follow every single waking moment of his career, but he really just kicks and punches. I mean, would it kill him to do it to, to, to have a do a body slam once in a while? I mean, it's the entire show. Is just kicks and punches. Yeah. His gimmick is kicks and punches, which is not enough. It's sad. It's really not. It's funny. Am I like, wrong? No. And we when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, we were we were flirting with like all wrestlers. You know, we talked about the AEW guys we would want. It'd be really hard. You know, at, at that point, just like Kenny Omega's on everybody's list, and it gets sort of like re- repetitive. Right. But man, after like just watching all of the AEW shows so far, and actually watching the G one, I'm I think if it were a wide open field, John Moxley might be in my top five. Oh, you know how I feel. That's not that's not the case for me. I know your number Sorry. one would be CM Punk if you could pick anybody. Oh yeah. By the way, I, I CM Schmuck. I can't wait for him. There. By the by the way, Shane McMahon's getting a CM Schmuck chance now. Really it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I mean, it was inevitable. Um, it was just um, announced as we were on the show that uh, AEW is debuting on TNT on October second, um, the night after after uh, SmackDown. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's so, a big deal. They also released a they released a, a Twitter video of a brick wall breaking with a date over flames behind it. Anyway, I got to get out of here. People are oh, you gotta knocking get on here? the door. Yeah. You want to come to uh, the office with me? Sure. All right. What are you going to do? You go to the New York office. I'll go to the LA office. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, thank you for doing this, Dip, as always. Um, we will have you back soon, I'm sure, just to keep, I- you know, the people in my at my in my uh, apartment happy. Um, I'm really, uh, really, really appreciative and thankful that I I was able to do this again. Oh, I mean, I'm that. a, that's this I'm is appreciative this is too. the this is the the John Cena and Stone Cold heartfelt uh, portion of the uh, you know the the gimmick here today. And just to uh, j- just to put it, just to you know put the icing on the cake, I'm gonna go uh, crack a couple Steve Weisers and um, uh, just soak myself in beer for the rest of the day. Um, I think you can. I think you can. Maybe if you leave now, you can catch the end of the Mueller report, or the <laughs> Mueller, uh, the Mueller thing. The that's Mueller for a different thing. podcast that'll be appearing on the Ringer Podcast Network later this week. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you for doing this, uh, Heel Producer Jim. Thank you for recording it. Thank you guys all for listening. 
Um, I know there were weird rules for our top five. So for that reason, particularly, apologies to John Moxley. Um, we'll see you back here next week. Stay mage. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man oh. Show. <laughs> Chapiata!